Welcome everyone to the Driving Skills 101 podcast series, brought to you by the National Road Safety Foundation and Students Against Destructive Decisions. My name is Dylan Mullins and I am the SAD National Student of the Year Merits. I'm joined here by Rick Burt, SAD's President and CEO. Rick, how are you? I'm great. Hey everyone. Rick, what's today's skill? Driving at night. All right. How is driving at night different than driving in the day? What, what type of skills might students be more aware of at night than they would normally be during the day? Absolutely. So I think the first thing that we need to point out is that according to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, the likelihood of being in a crash at night for a teen is about 200, 200% more. That means you're twice as likely to be involved in a nighttime crash for you know lots of reasons, Dylan. The first one is that there is reduced visibility. There are more turns. You're not as sure of your surroundings. You can't see as far. So really, the only light on, on many backcountry roads uh, would just be the light of your headlights. So, you know, it's harder to gauge those distances. It's harder to see what's in front of you, all of those things. Combine that with, you know, an experience where you're not sure how to handle uh, a tight turn or that there could be an obstruction on the road, whether that's, you know, obviously and for many of our friends across the country, there are varmints or animals that could be on the roadways that could be a danger. Um, obviously, when we'll talk about this, the, you know, the drowsy factor is so important too. So there's a lot of things that come together to make it much more dangerous to be a nighttime driver, particularly for teens. I think it's pretty telling that a lot of states graduated driver's licensing laws that um, there's a restriction during the probationary period for what times uh, a student might be able to drive. Uh, I know in New Jersey, for instance, you can't drive after 11 p.m. when you're on that permit or probationary license. And that's really to make sure that you're, you're confident in your skills and your abilities uh, before you're driving at night, because there's a lot more risk that comes with, with driving at night. Yeah, research actually shows that the gold standard would be about 9 p.m. Because once the sun starts to set, it really is a different set of skills that, like I talked about, that are needed to be a safe driver. Being able to judge those starting and stopping distances, being able to navigate tight turns, uh, being aware of how roadways kind of you know twist and turn, if you will, particularly in rural areas. And that's why lawmakers have put those laws in place to restrict when teens can be on the road. Yeah, and I know one aspect of driving at night, whether it be really late at night or early in the morning, is uh, drowsy driving. So Rick, can, can you talk a little bit about why drowsy driving is so dangerous? Yeah, again, it, it's thinking about drowsiness as a form of impairment. Uh, NHTSA has started a great campaign, If You Feel Different, You Drive Different, which really points out that if you're feeling drowsy, a little run down or tired, you certainly are going to drive differently. Your, your ability to process information is going to be slower. Your ability to assess threats to your safety when you've got something coming in uh, onto the roadway or something that might shift. Uh, and of course, you've got weather, which we cover extensively in another podcast. All of those factors come together. And I think what's most interesting is that when we've surveyed students, most teens in this country are not getting enough hours of sleep each evening. And I remember those days quite well. You know, you've got band practice, musical practice, athletic practice that keep you um, out. You try to have a social life. So you're maybe you may not be getting home till well when it's dark. Then you've got hours of homework that keep you up after midnight. So you go to bed at one or two in the morning. You get up and you do it all over again. That creates a chronic situation where teens are run down. Actually, not just teens, but all Americans. Uh, studies have shown that none of us are getting enough sleep. And so then you put yourself behind the wheel with inadequate rest. And that puts you and other roadway users at, at a high risk. So we want to make sure that teens are getting the number of hours of sleep that they need. Uh, you know, seven to nine hours is what research shows is best for adolescents. 
uh, it's so important that parents are involved in that process, making sure that they're aware of when their teen's actually going to sleep. Not when they're just going to their room, but when they're actually putting their head to pillow and they're turning off those electronics. I think we're all a little guilty of checking our social media, checking emails, being engaged with our devices in a way when we should be putting those off to the side, turning them off and going to sleep. So parents need to make sure that their teens are not only tucked in, but their electronics are too. Yeah, and I just wanna add, like, as a student, I know there's an immense amount of pressure to perform well, to be as actively involved as possible. And quite frankly, we can be juggling, you know, numerous different activities and uh, events in one day. And a lot of times sleep falls to the, uh, the wayside in terms of what we prioritize. When it comes time to drive, that puts teens and like you said, really all people at incredible risk. So it's really about making sleep uh, a priority, especially when you need, uh, know that you're going to be driving at night because drowsy driving plus limited visibility uh, is a really, really dangerous situation. There are things, and again, it goes back to maintenance, which I think has been a common theme of these podcast series, making sure that your car is ready for whatever could come its way. There are things you can do, making sure your headlights are in good working order and make sure you know when to use high beam and low beam. Whenever there's any uh, weather, fog, sometimes in the mornings or the evenings, you've got that like mist that rises off the roadways. Make sure in those situations, um, you're not using your high beams or when there's oncoming traffic, but you're using those low beams. Make sure your windshield's clean. If you're feeling tired, we just talked about drowsy driving, you know, call, call a caring adult, call a parent, call a friend, and make sure you get home safely. Uh, and also, again, being aware of you know, any other maintenance issues that can keep your car running safely. All of those things are so, so important. Rick, you've already mentioned a couple good ideas for uh, opening discussion between students and parents about driving at night, but is there anything else uh, parents can do? Absolutely. Again, a common theme is practice and practice often. I think so oftentimes parents hand the keys to their teens and then they forget to check in with them. I encourage parents to have regular check-ins where they get in a car with their teen and they drive and they talk about different nuances, particularly driving at night. Parents notice the starting and stopping distances that your teen gives when they're driving at night. Make sure they're more vigilant because there could be surprises that pop out in the forms of animals or the roadway users, again, because of those limb abilities. Talk about those drowsy driving things. Talk about things that you do as a parent to make sure that you are safe behind the wheel. And I'm not talking about some of those antics like drinking coffee, turning up the music, talking about if you're feeling tired, you pull over, you call someone. All those things will make sure that your teen and yourself as a parent get where you're going safely. And again, another common theme of these podcasts, you know, plan out accordingly. Try to minimize the amount of time that you'll be in situations. Uh, where you might be tempted to drive in, in, in drowsy conditions. Uh, I think that can be so immensely powerful for keeping yourself safe. Well, Rick, I think that about does it for the skill of driving at night. A special thanks to the National Road Safety Foundation. And until next time, drive safely.